Welcome back to the Value as Value podcast. My name is Kyle Krieger, and I am here with my co-host and co-founder, Wilkie V. Law III. We want to thank you for taking time to listen and share your stories with us. We appreciate you, whether you're listening on SoundCloud, on YouTube, on iHeartRadio, or on iTunes. We are a podcast for educators created from a six-year conversation between us, two educators from different backgrounds and journeys that discovered that the true value in education is in the connections that teachers make with their students and the relationships that develop from that connection. The purpose of our podcast is to provide educators a platform to share their voices with others, make those connections, and to return value to the classroom experience and the teaching craft. Above all, we believe that when you add value to yourself, You add value to others. So, welcome to Value Adds Value. Inspiring teachers. That's our how-to. You're listening to Value Adds Value. Inspiring teachers. Inspiring teachers. That's our how-to. That's our how-to. You're listening to Value Adds Value. Inspiring teachers. That's our how-to. You're listening to Value Adds Value. Inspiring teachers. Inspiring teachers. That's our how-to. That's our how-to. You're listening to Value Adds Value. Welcome back to episode 26 of the Value Adds Value podcast. My name is Kyle Krieger and Will Law. Where are we at, Will? We're actually docked at Coco Bay right now. Coco Cay. Yeah. Aboard the Navigator of the Sea, Royal Caribbean, that Teach Your Heart Out 2019 Bahamas Cruise. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That's just, man, just, we're just now in day, I guess you could say day one and a half, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, a three-day feeding at sea. Right. Right. And um, even though we haven't had a session yet, um, I can say, man, I've already gotten value from just sitting and talking with teachers during lunch yesterday as we boarded the ship. And again, as we were um, at dinner. Table full of educators from all over the country. Um, and then last night at the Luau, teachers from all over the world, and it's just been amazing. Like I can't, can't put words on. I, I, I think maybe we're in the wrong profession though. I think maybe we should switch to being professional dancers with the performance <laughs> that we put on. Oh man, uh, you know. And I told Monica just a little for those who, when you see this, you probably would have already seen the highlights of the story uh, from our Luau. And, just know that Monica Genta has a way of pulling things out of me that oh. no one else can. She was the first one to get me to rap on her vlog. She got me to turn up in, in, in Las Vegas. Vegas. Yep, and you turned up. And then, turned up. And then again last night. So it was, man, it's just, it's good times, man. Good times. And then that, you, you got Ashlyn and I. Yeah, you and Ashlyn. Typical yeah. Kyle move. Yeah, dude. Mouth <laughs> wide open, like just not caring about anything. So, uh, yeah, but we thought it was a really good chance to talk about um, a discussion that we kind of continuously have had over the last six years every summer, um, which is the perspective and mindset of I have to do all these PDs this summer versus I get to do all these PDs this summer. So, Obviously, for us, it's a little bit different. People are going to say, well, yeah, of course, when you're on a cruise, who wouldn't want to do PD? But where do you think it starts when um, 
that the mindset of because I don't want to go into the mindset that oh I have to do all these things because we know what that feels like we've all been there um, whether it's you know having to go to these particular PDs required by your district or, or you know, we could go into that but I'd really like to first talk about you know or just exclusively talk about the mindset of I get to do PD. <sighs> Well, you can't talk about the mindset of I get to do PD before you talk about that mindset of I have to do. Because we have to, you, you can't, you can't begin to heal until you understand what needs to be healed. Oh, yeah, okay. So, um, to think about it in terms of I have to do PD, it seems like it's an obligation. You know my big theory about the old theory, there's another old word. It's an yeah. obligation. But really, no, right. it's an opportunity to grow. Right. And I think that a lot of school districts put these requirements and say these are mandatory professional developments that you have to go to. And when they become so mundane and it's the same thing year after year, there's no changing in the presenters, there's no changing in their their presentation. Um, I can understand how someone can say, oh, I have to go sit in here again. But I think that if everyone shifted their mindset in that I have to do this to, hey, we get to go over here to do PD. I think everything will shift because now you get to determine how PD goes. I could be here and not talk to anyone. I could go anywhere to any professional development and not talk to anyone, sit there like a, as one of my teachers, teachers at our school says, like a bump on pickle. I could literally sit there and do nothing and not get anything from it. Whereas someone else who could sit here and they could get everything from it based on their perception of how they see and their, their attitude, their attitude towards it. And I think that is where you, and that's why I tell people, I'd rather PD on my terms so that when I'm going through all the district mandated stuff, I've already filled my quiver so much that I'm actually in a good oh, place. Man. A legend in our midst. <laughs> What's up, fellas? What's going on, man? No, come on. Yeah, you're come good. on you're in. Good, man. This is, yeah, you're yeah. good. You're groovy, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we, we just got a, a surprise visit from... Mr. Casey Bethel. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Man. Good, buddy. We're just talking about uh, people who have the attitude of, I have to go do these PDs versus I get to do PDs. Oh, man. Uh, I think PD is an investment in myself, and mm -hmm. so it's a great, great privilege. Um, I see it as uh, a gift to be in the same room. It's awesome mm -hmm. educators like the two of you, man. I'm like, every time I'm amazed that I get these opportunities. <laughs> I wandered in here right at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect time. This Did is you, not scripted, by the way. This was yeah, not this planned is, this at is totally all. totally not planned. This is what happens when you record on a ship. Yeah, <laughs> when you're on a cruise ship where everyone's in a confined space. Do you need something? We can edit this out. I was going to try to print something in here, but it's all Oh, there's a printer. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. So, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Because what we're focusing on is like how people, they get... They don't PD on their own terms. Right. So that's why they have the mindset, I have to do this. Right. But when you go through and you look and say, this is where I want to be. This is what I'm trying to do. This is where I'm trying to grow. That intentional act of choosing where you choose to develop right. versus someone telling you where you have to develop is what shifts your mindset. Right. Then it makes when the stuff that's, that's mandatory, right. your perspective is different because you've already experienced so much and your quiver's full. So now you can go into it and be like, hey, man, I'm ready for this. So. You have a stronger foundation to go in and uh, receive what's being given. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Build on top of. 
And uh, I gotta say again, you know, fantastic job, MC and the Luau, Man. last night, <laughs> just getting after it. Man, you gotta, you gotta. I'm not saying we're in my classroom. If I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it hard. Man. Dude, I don't know where. I don't know where you found. What was it? A, a squid? <laughs> a jelly? A squid hat? A jellyfish? <laughs> It was, you know, but I, I, I have to say this now that we have you on here, and I'm going to say this to all our listeners, that you are a true example of what educators should look to do. And not, saying, not, not to try to put pressure on you, because you do it naturally. It's not like you're saying, oh, people are watching me, I have to do this. It's just what you do and people see it. Thanks, and I think a lot of people have not gotten to that. A lot of educators haven't gotten to that point because whether it's I don't fit in at this school or I don't like this principal or this team is this way or this, that. And it's like, how do you navigate going to work and saying, you got all these different personalities, you got all these different things going on. How do you navigate keeping Casey Casey as you go through and do those? Casey stays focused all the time on what the mission is in front of me. All the time. And laser focus. Like when I walk into my building, my mission is on empowering young people and motivating them to be their best. And so I recognize that there's some of the adults who will be on board and some of them who won't. But as much as I get along with everybody and high-five all the teachers and hug everybody, and come on, guys, let's do it. I'm so laser-focused on what the mission is that they're not going to slow me down. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're going you're gonna to run with me or... You run over. Yeah. Or get left. Or get left. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And that's where the energy comes from, and that's where the passion comes from, and that's where uh, the happiness and the joy comes from. You know what I mean? I'm so focused on what, what we got to get done. So intentional. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome, man. We're not going to hold awesome. you, man. Yeah. You, know, you came in here to set a mission. Well, you guys are awesome. Hey. You guys, these guys are amazing. Uh, role model teachers for me. Yeah, Love you guys. All right, buddy. We'll Appreciate talk you. soon. Appreciate you. That was an um, unexpected surprise. Super unexpected surprise. Um, <laughs> very welcome to ex excitement. Um, but yeah, I love the word that he said, investment. Um, because I think a lot of teachers don't view PD that way. Right. They see them strictly as an, IE, an opportunity to go do something else or something else to be done. And not so much from the standpoint of, this is me putting back into myself. Right. I mean, and I think, I think I was a little, you know, especially when you met me, mm -hmm. I was a little jaded in that thing with the amount of required PDs. And, and I, I know that I lost out on opportunities, like you said, to connect with educators and to, to grow and learn. Because what you learn in PD is it's, it's not just about what the presenters say. Mm -hmm. It's about those people you meet in PD that then become your collaborative team. Because most likely, if you're in a PD with someone, they have something in common with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's your content area, your grade level, or your particular set of kids. Like, the people who are in PDs with you, most likely, there's space for you to collaborate. Mm -hmm. And just like Chad, Littlefield, and Will Wise, talk about the, 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 the connection, that human-to-human -human connection. I think you hit it on the head, is that it's not the presenter that's giving me the information. It's not the information. It's the connection that is birthed out of bringing all of these people in the room. You know, and I love what Chad always says when he says, 
You know, it's amazing that when you get a room full of educated people, that the questions they ask is, what's your name? Where are you from? What do you do? I mean, to what extent is that the, the wealth of knowledge in a room full of people who are highly skilled educators, um, or so let's say highly qualified, highly qualified educators and skilled learners because teachers are, they have, we have to be skilled learners. We were talking last night with someone who says, hey, I teach French and I don't speak French. And that spoke to me to the, to the level of, of, of craftsmanship that that's, it takes. That's available there, yeah. Exactly, exactly, within our craft. And I think we have to start taking advantage of those times and those situations to where we can actually really really hone in on what's being done, what's being said, and how it's going to be done. So, um, yeah, and I, and I think that moment of being, um, being in a position to understand and appreciate that, and honestly, like, uh, being, being able to understand the collaborative process. And I think we, it's, it brings me to something, too, is you, know, you were talking, and Casey mentioned this, is like, you might not get along with everybody you work with, and you might not be um, on the same page, they might not share that same mission, but going to PDs is a chance to build your network and build your community and, and build that, that kind of protective layer, that protective bubble of a group of people that when you get down, when you're struggling, if, if you don't have that supportive campus, you don't have that supportive team teacher, you don't have that supportive administration, you can lean on these people. And the thing with PD, and, and granted, we, we're a part of online and digital PDs, and we're moving to put our stuff online just because we want to make it available, but there's there's always, we love the people here at Teach Your Heart Out. We don't see them but when we're here, but it makes it worth it every time. We, we stay connected to probably five to ten of, of the teacher heart out people that we either presenters or we met through there. Um, we stay connected to them, but it's nothing like getting a hug from Casey Bethel. Like, you know, squeeze the life out of you. But, you know, to hug him, to hug Eric, Jed, you know, uh, Ashlyn and Monica and Lindsay and Amber. But I think, it's, I think it speaks to the authenticity of people of just saying, this is what I, I'm an educator. Above everything, I'm an educator. You know, we were talking about we're in line. You know, um, doing the doing the how do you call the little muster, 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 where you where you go you go to the to the outside deck of the ship and find the light your boats. lifeboat right. if something were to happen that's catastrophic. Right, and I, and when we were out there, there were some little kids, and I look over and. JC was kneeling down, engaging these little kids in conversations. And my wife made the comment, who I'm excited to have made the trip with us this time. Uh, my wife. See you, Case. We'll talk soon, bud. Have a great one. I'll see you in your session. I'll be in the session. Um, that she said, you can always tell when educators are around because they're going to engage children. And, 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 and it doesn't matter. We're on vacation. You would think that we want to be as far away from kids as possible. And it's true. We did come here to escape. But we can't escape who we are. I'm an educator. I can't expect for a firefighter, if he's on vacation somewhere, to see people being injured 
and or see some people that need help and him not, that doesn't automatically click on for him to go rescue or to see a police officer who's off duty, to see someone who's in danger or needs assistance and they don't run into the service. There is a certain mindset that that, that the educator has that, that keeps them in a mode where, yeah, I want to escape, but yet and still I cannot deny and escape who I am. My purpose is to educate this, 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 this world. And I can't do that if I'm a part-time teacher. I can't commit part-time. It's like that story between the chicken and a, and a pig. They're saying, hey, look, let's go for breakfast. And the chicken is saying, yeah, hey, let's go ahead and provide breakfast. But the pig is saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. I got to give my life for you to get that bacon and that sausage. All you got to do is go sit on your, on your nest and make, lay a couple of eggs. You still be here. So the sacrifice is not the same. You're excited about it, but I'm all in and you're not. And I think the difference between what we found here at Teach Your Heart Out is that there's a bunch of educators that are all in and who are not ashamed to say that they're all in, who are not ashamed to say that, hey, guys, we are the 1%. You know what I'm saying? That we are that 1% that, that steers. You know, we were talking about at breakfast with Jed and, and, um, yeah, Eric, and Eric Crouch, Crouch that, that when we felt the boat, when they were turning the boat to in dock, order to, to, to dock it, yeah. And, and we felt that. We felt that move. And that's what we, as teachers, do. We turn this entire world with our education, with our relationships, with our pedagogy, with our connections to every student, every parent, every community leader, every stakeholder. We do that. There's no other profession on this planet that has the entire world in their hands like us. And so to have the mindset that I have to go do this PCPD, Every PD I went into last year, and it was amazing that I went into a PD with my team, and there were some people saying, I didn't get anything from it. You know, how can you have a math PD with no math? And how can you do math, have a math PD and you're not teaching me how to do math? Because we were talking about questioning. But questioning is a part of that process. Because if I can right. learn how to ask kids the right questions, the right questions, then I don't have to teach as hard. It doesn't become a, such a daunting task to educate kids because now I'm just asking them questions, allowing that inquiry to build their their um, their efficacy so that they can teach themselves. And I think that's the key. And I think also, too, we're not sitting here preaching that every professional development you go to is the same. There are some that are going to be more mundane. They're going to be more, um, I mean, I'm just thinking back to, you know, when you're getting Star Trek. Or it was, it was, wasn't it, it was, was it Padas before it was invest? Mm -hmm. Like, okay. So like when I first moved to Texas and I had to do 10 hours of Padas training, like that's maybe like a little on the excessive side. But I think like you said, there, there, and it's sort of like you say with any, it reminds me of what we talk about being present in, in the moment with the people you're around because if you're looking, you can get things from anyone and everyone if you're paying attention. And, you know, for me, I don't think PD is about getting 10 different things. Like, usually when I go to a good PD, there's there's that one thing that just hits you. The one thing. And of, of all of the things that frustrated me about PD, especially when, you know, just in general, is... Sometimes it's overwhelming because I get so many things. Because I'm going to so when you're going to so many different things, when you have that requirement of time, 
And yes, there should be requirements of time for you to continue to teach, to continue to develop yourself professionally, but I really struggled to know myself enough to know of these things I've learned in summer PD, which ones really jive with me, which ones really are driving me. And that's just because I was inexperienced. I didn't have a good idea of who I was, you know, as a per at 25. I didn't have a good idea of who I was as a person. I, and if I didn't have a good idea of who I was as a person, I certainly didn't have a good idea of who I really, not, not who I wanted to be, who I per, wanted to portray myself as, who I really was. You know, so so that's just that that comes with experience, but um, but I want to go back to one thing you said about how some PDs are mundane and we don't get anything from it. I mean, like it, it's kind of overkill. Right. And I hear you say, you know, the PDOS training. I remember that, like that, that almost made the hairs on my back just, just raise up. But um, I do also know this that there are some people who are naturally gifted at presenting things in a way that even though it may seem mundane, they make it interesting. Uh, right now, we're not in PDOS in our district. We're in, in we're using Invest, Invest yeah. which is based off of the uh, Donaldson model, frame, Donaldson framework. Isn't, wasn't it developed with the Gates Foundation? Uh, I'm not sure on that one. Uh, I know it was the Donaldson framework yeah. uh, that we use. And um, it's amazing that even though we've gone through those 10 hours of training, that there were still teachers who did not have everything complete to the standard that they should have. Educators, we interrupt this podcast to bring you this exclusive offer. We have teamed up with Nearpod to offer you, yes, you, a three-month gold membership and $25 in content credit for free. That's right, free. You can click on the link in the show notes or go to nearpod.com backslash value adds value. That's nearpod.com backslash value adds value for this exclusive offer. Now back to the podcast. There were still people who were struggling. Come here. Come here. Another surprise. I know, but it's another surprise. So we're recording and this is just so live. I love it. This is what happens. I'm assuming you just got done working out or doing yoga. I, sure I wanna, what What do you do? Yoga. yoga. Oh, I was hoping it would be more of the gym. The yoga. Gym. <laughs> yoga. I'm sorry. What is this? What are you guys? Uh, We're live? recording our podcast. I know, but is this like live? No, it's no. recorded to my computer. Oh, all right. So we can edit it. But hey. Vanessa Cronin just happened to walk by as we were. We, Casey Bethel already walked by. We got <laughs> so we're gonna get you too. This is gonna be our first episode that features people Dude, randomly. Awesome. And then Mrs. Law. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Mrs. Law, I love her. So, so Vanessa, good. we're talking about having uh, the, the topic is having the attitude of I get to do PD versus I have to do PD. Um, okay. And what, what's your point of view? Uh, well, ours is, is simply that you should shift your mindset thinking that it's an obligation uh-huh. and that it's an opportunity for growth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I can see why people feel that way because when PD sucks at their school, which it tends to do, <laughs> you know, uh, that's why they go, oh, I have to do PD, mm-hmm. and they roll their eyes and mm-hmm. go, oh. 
you know, as supposed to, I don't know, when you are this passionate and love this so much, I do see that as a, I get to do PD because at my school, it's really fun, though. My principal is... So you would say that it makes a difference yeah. when you have a school that understands yeah. the climate and mm-hmm. say, teachers don't like PD. Mm-hmm. How can we make this as fun mm-hmm. as possible so that it's not the same old, same old every mm-hmm. year? I think that you need administrators who are also committed to it because PV is organized by administration, right? Mm-hmm. And if you have an administrator, administrate an administration who's all into it and, and who is committed to grow to their school, they are, you know, they are like I, I know my PV. It's always a good time, mm-hmm. so I never feel that way because I know my my PD man, my principal. He give he gives the best food. Starting you know there seriously, he orders the best food <laughs> for us. Thing. So 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 no, it's the little things like, like you you think about it's the little, I go, oh today we're gonna have you know the best pizza in town and tomorrow we're gonna have the best Chinese. He gets the, it's the little things and then and then because of one good plate of food, then I'm in a good mood. I'm like all right, I'm ready to learn. So Rather than, you know, the times where they, you know, 50 McDonald's, they get you just a biscuit with the sausage, they don't even give you the egg. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and but I mean, I, th- I think you brought it up too. I, I hadn't thought about it from the administrative perspective that, you know, and I think another thing I struggle with in Texas is there's, you know, a lot of times there's a lot of, in a school district that big, there's a lot of administrative um churn there's a lot of changes but also like having an administrator with a vision that's long term of how that grows I, I, I felt like that was something I didn't have as much because I, I I just feel like my first four years they would roll something out whether it was a notebook or a particular style and I'd spend a year getting good at it and then we'd come back in August and it was something different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that there was never the continuity to really be able to explore something for two, three, four years. Mm-hmm. And and granted, you know, when I started in two thousand nine, it's you know it's twenty nineteen. This online community to be able to do PD it wasn't available, and it certainly, if it was available, it would have. In my opinion, in Texas, it never would have been accepted as valid professional development mm-hmm. at the time. So, um, but yeah. I don't think that. Um, so, yeah. So, what else is up with you this morning? Um, just finished doing yoga. I feel so grateful for being here. Like, I feel this is the, I don't know why I feel I don't deserve this. It's so beautiful. I have yeah. so much fun. Just Are you friends with Bill? Just by, it's really cool to be here and, and meet people who are like you. You know, I, I was just like, like like your roommate Warren. <laughs> yeah, there you or, go. Or you know, I just I randomly like. So that was, was the roommate that I met. That's that's from yeah, Houston. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just met her. And she's amazing. And she's amazing. Yes. And I'm and I'm having the time of my life, and I feel that I know her forever. And I I'm thought like, you guys knew, but know, I remember that. Do you know that? Do you know that Warren is on the sh- like? On the short list of the FBI, to start working. Yeah, 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 FBI. yeah, yeah. She, she, really? that, that's what she wanted to do initially wow. with her, you know, degree and masters. And, but, <laughs> but, but meeting people like that, like right. you don't get to. Right. I, I feel or, like 
if you have the opportunity, everyone should come to, word, to a thing like this. One word, opportunity. And I, I, I told him in the last podcast, I'm going to coin the O theory because it's just a matter of perspective. Do you see it as an obstacle or an obligation mm-hmm. you know, right. or an opportunity? Mm-hmm. And just the difference in oh, seeing that. those two things, how do I see it? Is it my obligation, Europe? You have to do this, or do I see it as an opportunity? You know what? I have to do this, but I'm going to grow from this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to grow. I, you can sit in any situation and learn something. Again, coming from my, 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 my experience as a, as a minister, and, and in, in seminary, they tell us that the Bible is inexhaustible. So you can use the Bible. The Bible is the most printed book in the world. But yet still, you can read the same text over and over again and get new, fresh perspective every single time you do it. Why is that? It's based on how you look at it. It's your mindset. It's, your the, mindset. it's the mindset where you are at that very moment. At that yeah. moment. It, and how does that speak to yeah. you then? And you can't look at it and say, well, I tried that before and that didn't work. No, no, no. Right now. Mm-hmm. Right now in this moment. So we appreciate you. We, we, yeah. we know this Thank is like totally, you totally just off. Yeah, we'll see you. We were so looking forward to meeting you all the crew. Like we were talking about it. Yeah. You said it. <laughs> we were on the like, I can't wait to go on them. <laughs> Yeah. You so, know, to finally yeah. be in the same room. Uh, yeah, we'll meet you down uh, in the level level two. Yes. Level two. I will. Level yeah, two. I gotta go get shower. I won't. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Love you. Bye bye. Oh man, two special oh, features. And, um, and and like again, totally random. Weird. This is unscripted. One thing we had was a topic that we knew we were going to talk about in our goal. Funny, we talked about goal setting, and, and we're going to have to have a session on other another topic about that because we talked about when we set goals, we crush them. When we don't have a goal, we kind of meander around and and happenstance into into success and into growth. Um, but we said we wanted to actually have people be involved in our topic. Yeah, and then you said figure it, figure you're actually gonna have to ask instead of just having random people. And, but let me ask you something, mm-hmm. and and I want to try to relate this to PD. So you know, we're at the luau, which is like the kind of the opening party, the opening bunch, and you know, there's probably what half half the people are dancing, mm-hmm. just like when songs are on, half the people are dancing, and then the wobble or the cupid shuffle comes on or whatever it is, and the whole place is packed. Uh-huh. So, you know, obviously it's because those are dances that everyone can do, they're scripted, but how do we get teachers more involved like that? You know, you know to, to, to be involved before it's scripted like that and help them step up. I have to give a plug right now to our good friend, Dr. Sean Woodley. Um, yeah, what and, and Teach Hustle Inspired. Teach Hustle Inspired, his book, MC Means Move the Class. In his book, he talks about uh, relating, connecting DJ, which he did while he was in school. I mean, actually, while he was teaching, he DJed on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And how he would take that same energy and transfer it into the classroom. So you asked how to engage teachers like that. I think administrators could learn a lot from his example. And realize that Miss um, Van Watson, uh, our old principal, yep. used to always mm-hmm. say uh, that when she left the classroom to become a skills specialist, she realized her classroom just got a little bit bigger in working with the um, working with her department. And then when she came as assistant principal, it got even bigger because now she's working with an entire 
um, grade level or an entire you know content, content team. team. And then when she became a principal, now her classroom is the entire school. And I think if administrators would take his theme to say, you're responsible for the energy in that room. You are the MC, and your duty is to move the class, be it your classroom, be it your department meeting, be it your faculty meeting, be it your entire school. If you take the reins on that and say, you know what, I, I'm, I, and I remember DJing in college, and when you're sitting there and you're looking out at the floor, the first thing they tell you, it's okay to stop a song midstream and go into another song. Find a new song first. So when you see the energy is low, you go into the crate. Well, now it's now it's, now it's seated. Well, now hey, it's hey, 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 hey. We go into the crate. Dude, put a new record on it. You put a new record on, and then you're sitting there. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Chuck Sykes, by the way, DJ, Man, Chuck, DJ, DJ Chuck. Chuck. I don't know, I don't know what DJ Chuck's. Uh, let me let me figure out where he's at. He's out of Atlanta. Yeah, he's a good he's friend. DJ Chuck Sykes. Shout out, brother. Yeah, but when you see that energy is low, you automatically shift to something different. Right. And you engage them in a way that's going to get them going. And once you get going, I learned that you can actually circle back to what you were playing before once they're in the mood. And because you notice, once the wobble went off, most people didn't just run off the floor. Yeah, they stayed. They stayed. Because the objective right. is to get them to the floor. Right. The objective is for, for educators is to get them engaged. The objective for PD is to get teachers engaged. But here's the catch. Teachers must be engaged in the same way that you want them to engage their students. Wow. So don't have me sitting for two hours in a PD when you don't want me sitting with my students for two hours lecture. Don't lecture to me and have me take notes when you don't want my students lecturing and taking notes. I think it's the craziest thing that you walk into a PD about student engagement and all everybody's doing is sitting in a chair listening to somebody talk about student engagement. There's no activities about student engagement. There's no, there's no, there's no, 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 no transitions between one thing to another, one idea to another. There's just you sit here and listen to me. Now go forth and engage. That's long in process. <laughs> and so I think that that is probably the, the, the biggest thing is that when you look at it, why do people move to the dance floor when the DJ plays those? It's familiar. I know it's it. I, I, I know this. So how do you get teachers engaged in PD? Start with something they know. Give them a big win. I start my school year out by telling my kids, I'm going to be the teacher that's going to give you a win. I'm going to surround you with so many opportunities to win that you get to taste success. Because a lot of teachers haven't tasted success in the classroom. If you're a brand new teacher, you've never had success, so you don't understand it. But when you've tasted success, and when you taste it, you realize, what did I have to do to get this? That's good, yeah. What did, what did it take? And once you understand what it took, now you just replicate that. Right. And it, but I think it has to be genuine success that they feel like they have a part in. They, it, can't, mm -hmm. it can't be... You know, I, I think you giving your kids a win is, is not, should not be confused with you throwing them a lollipop or, you know, underhand softball and for a home run derby. Like, right. That's, that's no. not, that's a, a generic or a, um, gosh, uh, what book is it? There? Um, uh, oh, it's, um, it's, um, never split the difference. And I can't think of the author right now. Um, um. But he's a uh, former lead negotiator um, with the FBI's uh, 
hostage negotiating team, um, Chris Voss, that's his mm-hmm. name, uh, he talks about the counterfeit yes. It's where people will give you a yes just to get you to stop bothering them about something. Like, we can't give kids a counterfeit win starting out because they know it's not genuine to them. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it, it indoctrinates them to think that that's the, the, the proper protocol. But again, you have teachers who go to PDs who get the counterfeit yes. Yeah. Because a lot of presenters are not passionate about what they present. They don't have, they're not invested in what they're presenting. They're doing it, going through the motions. So they're they're presenting a counterfeit yes in order to produce a counterfeit yes, which has teachers going into the classroom to get a counterfeit yes. It, no, it, it reminds it reminds me of that professor in college that was only concerned about their superior intelligence and would just stand up in front of you and talk at you. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's the thing with like, um, you know, I was in Milwaukee last week. I presented and only six people came. Mm-hmm. But it was like one of the richest conversations I've ever been a part of. And in that time, I realized that two of the questions I had asked them were framed wrong. But now we have what we think is going to be a really, really incredible PD. Um, do we want to let the name slip? We're going we're gonna to keep the name secret, but it's basically... Um, we're just going to move on from that. We're going to move on from that. But, but anyway, to me... Can't hold to, water. He, he, to, the to, thing, to, he's to, not the boat right now. <laughs> to, to, to make the point though is I was we were we, I was able to take a presentation that I put together put a lot of time into but because I was invested in the teachers and in the process I didn't have to have it go the way I expected I was oh, able to sh- I was able to shift it because I told them I I'm I'm here for, I'm here talking to you but I'm learning too like this it was it was not that so when I had because I had that attitude of I'm willing to listen as much um, as I talk. It, it really is putting us in a spot to be super, super successful um, with this particular presentation. As well as, I'll be more successful this year in the classroom. So, I think this is a good place to stop. But yeah, I just want to leave. Yeah. Um, I have these three points that we kind of, and the three points are derived from from the conversations we just had. I was just jotting down things while we were here. Um, and for those who are listening to this, just remember this. Number one, when you're in professional development, be present. Turn off your cell phone or silence it. Put it to the side. You know if it's an emergency. Uh, most people who, who are emergency situations for me know that if I don't answer the first time, if you call a second time, I'll know it's an emergency and I'll get it. Uh, so I don't even answer my phone on the first call if I'm engaged in something. So be present. Don't be on your phone. Don't be working on anything else. Engage the presenter and the presentation that you're getting. Be present. Number two, reflect. When you leave that PD, reflect on what the PD gave you. What did they say? How did they present it? What ideas could you take? What ideas could you use? Reflect on everything about that PD. And then next, find one thing about that PD that you can take back and implement. The feeling of overwhelming because you've gotten so much, it is real. But pick one thing from that PD and say, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this one right here, and I'm going to focus and figure out how I'm going to do this. Derive a plan and do it. And I guarantee you, you'll shift your mindset before you know it from I have to do this to man, I get to go do this. So 
Hey, and, and just, you know who we saw? Amber. You know who Amber works for? Nearpod. Nearpod. Do we have any other exciting news from yes. Nearpod? Don't forget that you can click on the link in this in this, in the show, notes. In this, in yep. the show notes, and it'll give you a link to where you get three months of Nearpod for free. Gold membership of Nearpod. Gold membership, plus a $25 content credit. Yep. $25 content credit. So if I could just give you any advice, I would save my three months until maybe July, August. Mm-hmm. Wait until then, sign up, get engaged with it, start using it, search the content, use find your sources, pull those contents, get them into your library, then use that as a platform to convince your school if they're not already bought into Nearpod as a district or as a campus that you can actually do that and go forth, man, and go do it. And if you have questions, email us. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Send us we, messages. We'll be, we, we are um, really tight with the Nearpod people. We have some familiarity familiarity with it but we can pursue that uh and if you don't want to go to the show notes you can just go to nearpod.com backslash value adds value and right on there it will let you click to get that free three-month gold membership uh and a 25 dollars content credit from nearpod so um can i just say one more thing yeah the best thing last night we were standing up i was talking to a guy upstairs at the luau right he didn't he he, he said he kind of recognized me but the moment we got together, we were on the dance floor, and he walked up behind us, and what did he say? Did you guys know that value adds value? Fletcher. <laughs> Fletcher Nelson. Under, under, underscore third grade swag. So, Fletcher, we're going to give you the shout-out uh, as uh, saying something funny. So, uh, if you need a fanny pack, Fletcher's your guy. Love it, man. Love it, man. So, this will not be the last <laughs> podcast from the boat, but we're going to sign off from episode 26. Peace. Again, we want to thank you for checking out this podcast. If you want to connect with us, please feel free to find us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram as at value as value. And you can also find Wilkie and his teaching experience on Instagram and Twitter at its.will.law.iii. And if you could do us a huge favor, it would mean the world to us, no matter where you're listening, whether you're on iHeartRadio, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube. If you could hit the like, the subscribe button, and leave us a rating or review, it would mean the world to us. But for now, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Value Adds Value podcast.